It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. The driver's seat. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And welcome to the driver's seat. Uh, it's a, uh, a rather stilted edition at the moment because uh, we're all over the shop at the moment. So we're going to do a quick little roll call before we get to our feature interview, Josh Bucken. Uh, Matthew? Present. <laughs> Not well, but present. Here. <laughs> That's what I, I used to yell hey out boys, from the back. I, I, Here. <laughs> so just, well, just, just not that not that you actually were. Hey, can I just very quickly, boys and and folks who have been kind enough to tune into the driver's seat tonight? I am really unwell, and I have got a fairly savage cough. So at any point that you hear me go offline, uh, that's just because I'm coughing my guts up, um, and I don't think the audience really needs to hear that. So apologies if there's any little breaks in transmission there. Well, uh, so just to put it out there, uh, at the moment we're in three different states. Uh, Steve is in New South Wales at the moment. I'm in uh, Race Control HQ in Victoria, and uh, Maddie is up on the Gold Coast. But boys, uh, I've got to get our um, our feature interview, Joshy Bucken, up online. So just talk amongst yourselves a little bit. What's been happening? Well, well we've been, been freezing, hasn't there? Matty, tell mm. us about your weekend. I mean, are we going to? Are we going to go? We're going to delve into that a bit. We'll later delve into anyway. it a little bit later. But uh, give us the, the give us the cliff notes. Well, I didn't crash, so that's a great hey! start. Uh, Nimsy, where's hey! the like the clapping the clapping emoji? <laughs> you do. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. No, I didn't crash. I had a good weekend. Um, everything stayed together, and we'll we'll talk about that just a little bit later on. It's Excellent. awfully indulgent to talk about our own racing, but we'll we'll have a thirty second wrap up of Queensland State Racing. Matt McKeldin return. Yes, we will. And uh, Stephen, obviously, you had a very very big moment in the last uh, twenty four hours or so with um, three generations of Johnson taken mm. to the racetrack. It was uh, tr- well, it was incredible footage. It looked um, it looked amazing uh, but uh how like that came out of nowhere because you didn't mention that on last week's show no, oh, no i didn't you? mention that <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, you know i think that it's something that uh, a lot of it took me by surprise as well because to be honest um uh, dr ryan story from djr and, and, and even my dad to a, a pretty big extent who usually can't keep a secret um kept a secret and we knew what we, we were going to be doing something pretty cool and possibly driving all driving the one car or a car um but they didn't tell us that we we're going to be driving a car each three identical three identical <laughs> djr shelby power mustangs um and on track together so we thought we were just going to be out we'll do a few laps you know each in the in, in one car get some video footage get some in-car footage put it all together you know, yada, 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 happy days, very cool. But it, it turned out to be probably one of the most special days 
Definitely one of my top five in my life, that's for sure. Very, very cool. Um, we've got uh, our first text in, which is, just get Josh Bucken to fill in for Maddie. Josh did a great job covering for TD on the Parked Up podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and who's that from, Nimsy? That's from... Tommy! Hey, welcome back, Tommy. It's been a little while since we've heard from you. I don't know what you've been doing, but uh, straight off the bat, first drop, he's knocked it out. He's done well. But, yeah, we've got to get to our feature interview, which is, of course, Josh Buck, and he is our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters, the professional choice. Uh, Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional (laughs) choice. And we have to do it properly if we're going to talk to the great man. So let's give him his proper intro. Right about now. Bucken back up into pole, and it's a 32-6 Rusty. The mighty time from Josh Bucken, the only driver in this session in the 1 minute 32s, pole by half a second. Great start by Josh Bucken, that Hyundai just launches. Josh Bucken, pole position, and will win race number one of Super Cheap Auto here tonight under the bright lights at Sydney Motorsport Park. It was a hell of a performance from Josh Buck, and he made history becoming the first person to win in TCR under lights, and he joins us here on the driver's seat. Joshy, welcome back to the program. Uh, hello, fellas. How are you doing? <laughs> We're good. Well, 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 Nimsy and I are good. Maddie's, Maddie, not so. <laughs> Maddie's uh, slowly dying up here in Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> Must be all that cold snap up there, Maddie, but uh, it's not... Uh, not that much better down here in Sydney, let me give you the tip. But welcome to the show, Josh. I mean, what a weekend, mate. What a weekend. All I'm going to say first off is thank God there wasn't a safety car in race one. Oh, I know. Well, after what seems like every weekend we've had so far, there's been a safety car victory of some sort. Mm. Um, or you've yeah, lost it, it have... because of the safety car, maybe, in Tasmania? Oh, I see what you're getting at. I've, yes. I've erased that from my memory, mate. I don't have any <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll tell you what the best part about that was, is that as soon as I came in, um, like I, I I took it on the chin, it was what, was what it was, the team just went straight into licking me about. Just did not give me a, a minute to go, ah, oh, bad luck, mate. They're just like, you idiot. Like, why would you do that? So, yeah, it, uh, it was... Um, yeah, harsh reality. But no, it was great. No safety car, no weaving. I've learnt my lesson. Life goes on. <laughs> I mean, did you go into this weekend knowing that you were going to be strong? Because Hyundai is particularly um, have a good strong record at SMP. So mm. you and you and you've been you've you're having a good season. So you must have been feeling pretty confident coming into SMP. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I did, but at the same time, the whole year it's kind of been. Like, oh, this car's meant to go good at this circuit and then someone else wins. And, you know, Bathurst, for example, we were meant to get pumped and we did half half all right. And then at Phillip Island, we were meant to towel up and we got absolutely steamrolled. So I, I figured we'd go okay, but I think Form Guide has just been, you know, way too hard to write this year. So I didn't actually know. So I was quite, uh, quite happy when, you know, we rolled out in the qualifying and I, I had a couple of hours on the field. So... Um, yeah, it was great. It was good. Mate, obviously, you know, and, and SMP was the track, I mean, it's your home track, obviously, but um, yeah, it was the first win for TCR for you, wasn't it, last year? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right, race one and two, and then um, uh, second in race three. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was the debut for the number one, yeah. So it was yeah, nice to back it up. Cool. I mean... Um, are you enjoying yeah, it, Josh? Like, are you are you enjoying the process? Because 
the, this year the the balance of performance is different to what it was last year. There are some some people are moaning about it. Some people are relatively okay with it. But are you enjoying the process now that this is your second year in TCR? Have you got more confidence in the car and the team and what you're doing and where you're going? Yeah, I think I really know how to kind of drive the car now, I guess. I mean, when I won last year, it's funny. I mean, you would have thought, oh, you won, you, you did well. I actually realised how little I knew about the cars when I won. And it was only by, you know, putting in a good performance, realising, oh, okay, that's what it actually takes. Like, I, I was on the wrong path the whole time. So I guess kind of since then, it's just been about honing the technique and really figuring out how I can extract the most from the cars because... You know, yes, the VOP is one thing, and yes, you know, one round someone's going to be a hero and someone's going to be useless. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, all the cars can relatively produce similar lap times. So if you can extract the most out of your car, you're probably going to get good points. And as Tony Delberto is showing, if you can weld yourself to like fifth, then um, you're going to you're going to be there. So. Um, I am enjoying it. I, I feel like a part of the category now, which is quite surreal. Um, and I'm just out there having fun and, you know, being a big kid. Uh, just to probably, uh, obviously, Josh, Nims and Maddie to, to clarify a little bit so that our listeners know what we're talking about. I, I did uh, have a, had a chat to Josh over the weekend, just trying to get my head around the, the BOP is what we call the balance of performance. And, it's it's very involved and very mm. uh, hard to understand. But um, from what I could take out of it, Josh, obviously you put it in layman's terms for me. Thank you because I'm an old retired race driver and I need that. <laughs> but um, uh, comebacks on the, the trail. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. <laughs> oh, we, that, we're going to talk about that, Joshy. There's a bit of conspiracy <laughs> about that. We're going to talk about that. Um, but you know, I mean. It's all about the success, right? So you, you qualified on pole on the weekend. You're not carrying what they call any um, success ballast. So that means when you do go well, um, you get weight put in your car. You get certain weight for pole and certain weight for P2 and P3 right back to P5, I believe. So, um, you know, I was speaking to you about it. I said, what do you do? Do you do you manage it? Do you try to only finish at a certain, qualify at a certain um, position and – and your answer to me was was great. It was, and I loved it because it just shows the racer in you. It's just, you know what? At the end of the day, you've just got to drive the thing as hard as you can. If you <clears> cop a bit of a penalty, it, you drive it as hard as you can at the next round, and you might only be P four, but you get a little bit of weight back for the round after that. So, it does end up working its way, like up and down. But um, it is quite complex, isn't it? So when we're talking about balance of performance for everybody to know that, um, you know. The winners on the weekend, so you're going to carry more weight at your next event, aren't you? Is that is that yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. I'll have forty. I'll have forty. So it's. I mean, it, it is. It swings and roundabouts. I mean, that you. I think when you mentioned on the weekend, is it worse for the foxing and qualifying and doing all the rest of it? And yeah. look, if you could, if you could manif- uh sorry, uh, manipulate it to the point where you can knock a tenth or two off, you only drop two spots. You might not carry twenty kilos. In hindsight, that's a fantastic idea, and I'm sure a couple of people. Uh, have tried i know everyone's thought of it but as you mentioned mate like i'm here to collect hats that can sit on a shelf for 20 years i want pole Mm. positions i want race wins i want all that stuff um so if there's an opportunity i'm i'm gonna grab it i'm not gonna you know roll off the gas for a couple of tenths like yeah i want to be the quickest in qualifying i want to beat my teammates and all that sort of stuff so um 
you know, the glory that comes with all of it that you work so hard for, I, I wouldn't want to, you know, roll out of it with the hope of maybe consolidating a couple of months yeah. later um, at a different round. I think, I think like you say, mate, you just have to go for it. And, you know, if you get 40, you get 30, you get 20, you just, just deal with it because, as I said, you just really have no idea how the racing's going to pan out. And if you're down in 10th because you've wanted to save a set of tyres or some weight, you might get drilled from, you know, someone who owes you a favour from a round before. So it's just not worth taking <laughs> yeah. the risk. That, ne- that never happens, does it, Josh? <laughs> yeah, that never, never, never happens. Never like NASCAR, uh, you know? I need I need to be up the grid, boys. I'll give you the hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but thinking about that, and, and you just touched on it before, you go, okay, yeah, you know, we were meant to be really average at Bathurst but we were really good and you went well. We were meant to be meant to absolutely dominate and, and be really fast at Phillip Island and we weren't. So it is a risk trying to play that poker game of, okay, let's not get some weight for next round uh, so that we can come out the next round and be really strong. But you might think you're going to be fast there and you'll, you'll get there and your car's rubbish or vice versa. 100%. And that was that's a perfect example is at, Phillip Island, it was like, oh, okay, far out. We're going to cop some weight here because we're going to qualify up the front. And then come to Q1 where we just outsmarted ourselves, we got spanked, and it's like, oh, we've just thrown this round away now. Bath is going to suck because we're not going to be there. All of a sudden, it's good, and you really don't know where you are in terms of you know your, your overall speed relative to the competition. I mean, everyone's stepped up again this year. We've had a few updates on the car, and it's made it stronger, a bit easier to tune, and I mean, it's just so competitive. All the drivers are killers, you know. Um, it's just, it's hard work. At the end of a weekend, it's more just relief that you've survived rather than you've done done well. So, hey, Joshy, we know you 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 the last couple of years, your name and your uh, your profile has come to more prominence. TCR Only because is... he's been on the driver's seat. Of course, well, well, that's right. Well, I didn't right. I didn't want to blow Before our own horn there, Stevie J. But you know, of course, <laughs> well, that's the reason. Well, toot toot. Tutu'd indeed. Um, Mate, I've known you for a lot of years now. You're a ripper bloke, talented bloke, doing doing some good things in TCR. Uh, This is a question that I ask. I've spoken to Geordie Cox about it. I've spoken to Luke King about it. Aaron Cameron. Aaron Cameron. Would you go overseas? Like if, if, if HMO or Hyundai factory team, given that TCR is a global category, if they turn around to you and said, hey, listen, we want you in in World, T- World uh, Touring Car Championship, which is a TCR class, would you go? Would, would they need to even ask for, a, for an answer or before they'd finish the sentence, would you be confirming that you'd be on a plane? Oh, I'd just be counting how many frequent flight points I'm going to get from the flight over. <laughs> that would really be it. And um, is that a likely option just... for you, seriously, to, to be? Uh, like, say, you has there been discussions? Can you give us a little bit of... Inside yeah. is Hyundai looking globally for an international driver? At, at the start, when the whole deal came about, that, that kind of was the goal, uh, was to, you know, get me in, just having a bit of a connection with Hyundai, the brand out here, and then, um, you know, Will obviously choosing supercars over WTCR. Um, that was the idea, but obviously you know, the global apocalypse and all the rest of it that's happened in between. I think it's a bit difficult. I'm a little bit older than what I was then as well. Uh, so I think th- there could be opportunities, but probably not full, full-blown full stints. Um, I'd love to go over there and, you know, give the Euros a, a, a bit of Australian hip and shoulder <laughs> at some stage. But 
I, I don't think there'll be a full stint over there as, as, as much as I'd like to. I think if I can grow with the category out here, um, who knows what the t- category is going to be in a position in three, four, five years in, in this country, let alone in Europe. So um, and there has be been your dream talk, circuit? Yeah. What was it? Yeah, yeah. So, what, what would be your, what no, would be your dream circuit, Joshy? Where would you want to go? A Spa or a Silverstone? Uh, uh, where, where would you want to go? Well, I, I learned the Nurburgring on PlayStation, so probably <laughs> the best shout. Oh, you'd be in with it. You'd be um, in for a run there, absolutely. Yeah, why not do a twenty-four hour or something? Actually, there's a cracker race over at Spa. It's the Spa twenty-five hour. Have you guys heard of it? In those Beetle thingies? Oh, it's sort of like oh, the yeah, um, the Renault things. Yeah, it's sort of like yeah. what they have out here with the with the 24 hours of lemons, lemons and, and that sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. uh, but it's a, it's a yeah. Euro style. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. They're all like a spec car. It's like 10,000 Euro to enter the event. Um, you just do it with a couple of mates. I'd be up for that. So that's Spa done. Nürburgring done. We've covered the whole circuit. The whole <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? You, me, Stevie J going over to Belgium... Uh, where they have chocolate and sausages, and we'll just go Wouldn't and do an enduro race over there. there. <laughs> no, mate, no <laughs> so, to... mate. When it's yeah. Stevie J and I, there's never any BOP. They just look at me and go, "Yeah, no, that's all right. He doesn't need to add weight. He's fine." He's <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. We'll just hide Joshy. Don't in worry our, about in the our... ride height test for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just hide no, no, Joshy no, from that's the. Never uh, an issue. Yeah, that's right. We'll hide him from in our in our carry on luggage from uh, from the the. The, the powers that be that hand out all the penalties and uh, we'll be we'll be sweet. We'll just put our gun driver in and for like, Matty, if you do 30 minutes, I do 30 and Josh does um, 24 hours, that'd be mint. <laughs> oh, done. That's tick that box. Hey, uh, Joshy, we've got a big gap between now and the next round, which I think is in August, I think, at Queensland yep. Raceway. What do you, what do, you, yeah, what do, you do? I mean, I, we know that you're a, uh, a high paid professional racing driver these days. What do you do to keep sharp? What are you going to do for the next two, two and a half months? Uh, like Stevie was in his prime. Um, mm. uh, a lot of golf. Well, of golf. at the moment, yeah, yeah, that's right. Swing and miss for me. <laughs> at the moment, I'm with uh, my lovely Mrs. Lauren. We're about to go see what Vivid's all about, you know, live the harbour life and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, mate, I, I think it would just be the usual. It would be a couple of drive days. I'll, I'll try and stay fit. I'll go around and see the team, slap five with them. Maybe remind them, hey boys, keep this keep this one quick. It was the fast one last round. Um, you know, it's just like you said, mate. Pro driver stuff. <laughs> what else is there to do? There'll be I'll pound lattes in the earth as well at some point. So of course, you know, of just, course. Just, I mean, because it, it's stuff, an interesting mate. scenario, um, Joshy, because you've got a teammate in in Nathan Morecambe who was really quick over the weekend. Well, and they finished one races, too in yeah. the final race. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. we're seeing things like, uh, you know, Lando Norris and Dan Ricciardo have got, you know, I mean, they've got a, an okay relationship. I reckon it could be tested here and there. Um, how's your relationship with your, your teammate? I know Gary Rogers hates it when his drivers, you know, latte and high five and have breakfast and scrambled eggs and all that sort of stuff. He hates all that sort of stuff. And I reckon you did too in your days. Really, Stevie he doesn't Jay. like it. But... No, nah, not a not a big fan of it. Never that. comes up drivers does it? being mates. No. So, I mean, That's how awkward. are you with with Nathan? Are you are you good mates? Do you catch up outside of the of the race circuit or? Well, I mean, first part of that, actually, I had dinner with Jordan Cox on Friday night <laughs> before qualifying. There you go. So, um, with the enemy. Uh, so, 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, no, but in terms of Morecambe, he lives on like 25 acres or something and has no phone service. So even if I want to call him at like 2 a.m. before a race and try and rev him up, um, <laughs> I can't actually even speak to him. But um, no, Morecambe's great. Honestly, he's a really good teammate. And I know that, you know, some people say, oh, you shouldn't shouldn't have a teammate that you, you like or you think's good because that means either you're slow or he's slow or whatever. Um, but Nathan's just no fuss. He doesn't really kick up a stink over anything. He's pretty laid back, kind of a, a little bit of an attitude like myself. And, you know, I think over the last 18 months or so, he's kind of gained a bit of respect for what I've done in the car, not not really tearing it up and getting some good results along the way. And, and likewise with him, I've seen him do some good stuff on the circuit. And I was actually pleased for him for that third race win um, over the weekend. And I can't really say that about, you know, many people um, (laughs) only because your selfish self wants to win but um, but no Morecambe's good and and we've never I don't think we've ever ever disagreed on something either so um, certainly not McLaren spec and there's certainly a lot less dollars involved in it but um, yeah no me me and Morecambe get along like house on fire Hey, before we go mate I did want to ask you obviously you're running third in the championship at the moment you close the gap up a fair bit um, obviously, mm. Tony Delberto, from his consistency, hasn't won a race yet this year. He's doing the, uh, doing doing the Alain Prost at the moment and, um, and leading the championship without winning a race. But, um, but you've really close. You're only, I think you're only about nine <clears> points <throat> away from Dylan O'Keefe in second. Um, you yeah. know, obviously, consistency pays off, as we can see here in the, in the championship standings. But, I mean, if you keep having weekends like that, uh, and those other boys keep having sort of solid top five weekends. I mean, can you still catch them in the championship? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I'm still ruining off Phillip Island where we just gave it away, really. Mm. Um, and, you know, we were one session away from getting it. Like, if we did Q1 15 minutes later with our tyre bank reset, then it would be a different championship, I guarantee it. We'd have a lot more points. I think I scored, like, 25 points that weekend. And I think the least I've scored since is 114. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But you're right. TD's just been doing a job. You know, old head knows how to get it done. Stays out of trouble. Um, but I think come round seven, Bathurst, November, at the end of the year, I think everyone's going to have a story, and I think everyone's going to have a round where they go, if that happened, I'd have a championship, and one of us is going to have it, and you know, 20 other blokes won't. So yep. uh, I'm not really looking at it as much as I'm aware of it. I'm just, I just know if I do the best job I can, then I'm going to be there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't, can't say anything else other than just, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's and mm. don't run into anyone. Hey, Joshy, we've had a text message, my friend, about your, uh, your statement that you are simply having lattes and hanging around with the missus. Uh, Dan has texted and said it's so disappointing to hear a pro driver say he's spending the time off with his missus and having lattes. Come on, man. Where's the Eddie Jordan lifestyle gone? <laughs> well, well he can't, he's got I, the missus, so I, I he seldom... can't do a James Hunt lifestyle, can he? <laughs> no, that's right. None of us can do a James Hunt I lifestyle. I seldom, seldom mention the uh, the Marlboro Golds and the... Uh... 
24 pack of, uh, of fosters after every event. I mean, that, that's, that's there, but I don't think it appeals to the sponsors. So Probably not. Uh, caught, Just punching darts day, with no. the grid girls after the race, you know, oh, as you do. <laughs> Listen to the Aussie slang going on here, would you? That I'm in would, Queensland. Go down go. like a lead balloon. <laughs> Absolute lead balloon. Well, Joshy, yes. we, you, we've taken up far too much of your time, mate, and uh, you've got a very, very patient Miso if she's uh, letting you talk to us at uh, Gasbag rather than check out Vid, mate. So we'll let you go, and uh, good luck uh, at QR in a couple of months' time. Jeez, a couple of months. That's a fair trek away. So uh, I'll, see, I'll see you there, Joshy. I'm going to come out to that one. I'll see you there. Thank oh, how are. good. I saw Stevie on the weekend, so I don't miss him, but Matty Mac, I can't wait to see him. It's been too long. Oh, what are you guys laughing about? He doesn't miss me because we've just caught up. That's what he's mentioning. Yes. Of course. Oh, oh there we go, oh, sir. I, you know I, what I, we should I, do, Matty? Pieces beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, do you just quickly before you go, do you do like sponsor days and like do you do meeting rides and that sort of stuff? Because I know obviously the supercars used to and still do sometimes, but do you guys do that in, in TCR? Yeah, we've had a couple of ride days. Um, we've done. Uh, done one for in in the recent time we've done one for hyundai customers and then we've done yep. one for a sort of a corporate group recently so um yeah i mean get in touch if you want to go for a ride in a tcr car it's a, yeah no no worries know, i was actually gonna a couple of tens of thousand dollars a day and yeah <laughs> i was actually just gonna say maybe what you could do is do some uh see if you can do some rides take maddie mckeldon for a ride on the Friday up at Queensland Raceway to give no, you a you bit of an idea that, of what your car balance is going to be like <laughs> with the uh, balance of performance in the left-hand side. <laughs> that is harsh. You want to see what 120 oh. kilos of, 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 of uh, balance of performance feels like? Let me jump in the car. Josh, you'll be very, very fast through turn four and five. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the car will Stevie catch up. You say than these things because you're in the... You say these things, Stevie J, because you're in the studio in Sydney, and I can't Correct. just lean over and give you give you <laughs> one me. right behind the back of the ears. Well, <laughs> well, Joshy, we'll let you go, brother. But uh, thanks so much for jumping on board the driver's seat once again. And no doubt we'll chat to you uh, very soon. Thank you, fellas. And uh, Dan, don't worry, mate. I'll have a twist top off by the end of the night for you. How about that? <laughs> there you go, Dan. One for you. Don't say that he does nothing for the fans. But uh, good on you, Joshy. Enjoy, mate. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Josh Bucken joining us. He is our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. Steve, you haven't got amongst the old uh, Sydney latte lifestyle, have you? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. I've been down here uh, doing some proper work. And, um, yeah, it's actually trying to stay warm. It, it is freezing at the moment in Sydney. And there's yeah. a bit of a cold front in, in Queensland too, I think, Matty. So, yeah, it's unfortunately, Nimsy, we're not... A, Climatized to the cool weather like you folk in Victoria. Oh, you know, no. just a just a bit, bit of warmer rain. That's all. I'm <laughs> yes. I'm standing here in the studio in Queensland in a jumper. So, I, it, it, yeah. and, and it's weird. So it's, I'll, I'll paint you a quick picture here uh, for Steve and for the rest of the listeners. So Maddie's got a hoodie on, and for some reason there is a Bailey ladder next to it. <laughs> Yeah, that, well, I tell you that is because uh, that is because one of the uh, hosts of the rugby league show is that um, Sats? Uh, no, not Sats and Batch. Who's the uh, who's the who's the? I'm not a rugby oh, guy, right? Who's, not Cam Smith. That's the one, Cam Smith. So He's Cam not that Smith small. Well, Cam Smith is is either trying to get a leg up onto our show, uh, a step up onto our show, or uh, he's sponsored by Bailey Ladders. Ladders, because yes, I've got a lovely Bailey step ladder. 
behind me here. I don't know why, but I it's here. Know. And I got told to put it back in camera shot when I leave the studio. So, and, yeah. and, and you know what? Just right. just just so we could make everyone happy, a fine ladder they are indeed. Oh, oh if I'm you're ladder. after a ladder, if you're after a ladder, oh. ladies and gentlemen, make sure you swing by your local hardware store and grab yourself a Bailey stepladder. <laughs> indeed. Oh uh, welcome to the driver's seat. We are off and running. Uh, get your text coming through. 0433-981116 is our number. We'll be back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the App Store. A lot more than just TCR happened at Sydney Motorsport Park. Uh, Stevie J, you were, well, very much running around with the... uh, with the, what what do they call like when you when you're the dude when you you're in the Tim Edwards role with the headphones oh. on? Oh, the what bill the, payer. The, the, <laughs> bill, the bill payer. Yeah, exactly right. The, yeah, the, the I mean, what, what do you call it? the team principal, or you want to call it just the general manager, or something like that? Because because every time I saw some footage of you on stand, you had the most serious face on, and uh, and, and those big old um, headphones. It was just. It very much did remind me of the old, uh, the uh, the Tim Edwards style. It's total bullshit. It's bullshit. All right, can't add much more to that. <laughs> I, and the funny thing was that when Michael Caruso came over to interview me about about uh, a few things that were happening, um, yeah, those those words were not those words. I should say that interview, that Tim Edwards interview, and you guys popped into my head just before he he introduced me. <laughs> On camera, I thought, I better not do a Tim Edwards here and call everything BS and uh, <laughs> it's no good because I said to him, I said, you know, obviously Jet had a bad start in race one and then he got caught up with a bit of stuff. So um, I couldn't really repeat to Michael what Michael was asking me to repeat from Jet because what Jet was saying was definitely something that you couldn't be broadcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, but no, it was interesting, very interesting. Um, so let's get into some uh, Trans Am, but before we talk about it, uh, a quick message from one of our fans, actually, in the UK, uh, Matt White, he's a regular contributor, uh, he said, hi guys, just finished up watching the SMP races, surely someone needs to be looking at putting Nathan Hearn in a supercar, don't they? Even as a wildcard, love the show, Matt from Bedford in the UK, I'll be listening to the pod, isn't it bizarre that after everything that's been said about the stand deal, I can watch for free here? Wow. Oh, controversial, Matty. Wow. Don't say that too loud. You'll get a lot of people annoyed at you. Um, firstly, <laughs> mate, love that you're, you're listening to us over in the old dart. Outstanding, mate. That's great. And thank you for sending a message through. The short answer to your question, Matty, is absolutely. Nathan Hearn should be in a supercar. Um, it's a bit of a travesty why he's not at the moment. I don't think it's because of funding. I don't know what the, the situation is. I mean, Stevie J, tell me if I'm wrong here, but... The GRM deal is fantastic for him, right? He gets in there, yep. he's going to get his apprenticeship, he's going to learn a whole bunch of stuff. But is it the right place for him to have a pathway to supercar, given the fact of their ownership of uh, or part ownership of the ARG group of categories and that they don't have an active supercar team at the moment? Great learning, but if he wants to go super t- supercars, where's he going to go? Yeah, I think um, there's a, you know, like any story of this nature, there's a lot more to it. And I don't know, I just, and I don't know as such, you know, I haven't really spoken to Nathan or Gary or Barry about it, but I think there's, there might even be a little bit of bad blood there between 
um, the Rogers, Hearn. And supercar? Uh, and supercars really? because of the whole yeah, right. super licensing a few years ago. Um, you know, sure, I'm only sort sure. of stipulating here, but um, it's one of those things where I, I'm unsure. Now, you know, there's got to be reasons that he hasn't been getting um, junior driver tests and all sorts of stuff because, um, um, you know, maybe he is uh, under the Gary Rogers Motorsport banner, if you will, management-wise, you know, obviously Marcus Ambrose is part of that and all that sort of thing. So I don't know. I don't know why he hasn't been. He obviously drives well enough. He's very aggressive. Um, he he takes no prisoners, that's for sure. But, um, you know, there's got to be – there is a reason why – that we haven't sort of gotten to the bottom of, of why he hasn't got that supercar drive, that supercar test, that opportunity to prove to certain teams um, that he's someone that they need to be watching out for uh, and getting into one of their cars in, in the in the future. I mean, you look at Matt Payne, you know, he's come along and, you know, he's yeah. you know going to be in supercars next year. Let's let's face it. He's going to be at um, at the Grove uh, Racing next year. So um, it's yep. – it's, there's, there's got to be something, Matty, and I'm sure you with your little contacts uh, <laughs> might be able to find something out in the next you know, couple of months about that. But, um, yeah, it's, so it's I need bizarre. to grab the shovel and go digging because yeah, I think you I need mean, to go at the digging. end of the day. Righto, okay, because at the end of the day, if you watched his race on, I think it was Sunday, race, it was race two or three where he came race from three, the Race three, last race, yep. Race three. He came through the grid like it was, and I hate, I hate to hark on it, but we've talked about the intimidation factor from SVG and supercar, Hearn has the same thing. And he passed a bunch of people from last to second. Now, yes, he had some tyre life because he blew the engine out of the thing or whatever he did the night before or the the race before. So he still had some tyre. Safety car through the race the too, car, I think, to help it close up as Safety well, car through the race. Hey, but so I'm, everything worked for him, but he but got he still had to drive it. unscathed. You know, he still had to drive it. Maddie, and you know what it's like. I was watching from the top. I was obviously watching Jet, watching Nathan come through. I, I obviously yep. knew that Nathan was going to get to Jet. Jet didn't make it. I, you know, there's no point making it hard for someone like that. And uh, in a, in a, in a point where, you know, yeah, absolutely within the top ten or the top top eight, sure. Um, you know, fight, fight and hold your position as much as you can. But um, uh, he was the only one. You know, out of everyone, even Timmy Brooks started towards the back because he had a shocker in race two, coming together with Nash Morris. Yep. And, um, yep. um, you know, but Tim, I think Tim finished sixth or seventh in the last race. But, you know, Nathan yep. started behind him and finished second. You know, like he was the only one actively passing aggressive moves at turn one, aggressive moves around the back of the circuit, doing stuff that, it, you know, even Timmy couldn't do. So, you know, kudos to him. He did a great job getting back up to P2, which is really close that championship title fight up now. It's going to be very interesting for the rest of the year. Uh, with the, with and how the... good was it to see an old bloke have a have Owen Kelly? Owen Kelly. Yeah. Yep. How good. Yep. Yeah. He's I not old, mate. He's, just, in he's just in his prime. You guys calling all of us old. He's not old. He's just, he's just perfect. <laughs> so uh, actually, the funny thing was, the funny thing is, the last how... time, Matty, the funny thing was, the last time... There's been a bit of niggling within that within that GRM stable with Nathan Hearn and, and Owen Kelly. Yeah. And the last time sure. uh, Nathan Hearn um, called Owen Kelly uh, old, um, he beat him. And then he, he did the same thing again on the weekend. He did. And he beat him. 
So he it's, did. It's, it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. I actually quite like seeing the little niggle. And Owen's one of these guys. He's a very hard head. He's raced NASCAR. He's raced a lot of things in his career. He's raced for Dick Johnson Racing. Really good guy. Um, and, you know, he won't take any BS from anybody, even a young fellow like Nathan. So um, um, he's sort of from the school of Paul Morris. And, uh, and um, yeah. I think it's going to be a very interesting end to the year if those two are battling it out. I think you're going to see some inter-team paint swapping. <laughs> well, let's quickly... I, can, can I just say, Nimsy, I know you're going to press on, but can I just say, I just want to go back to a little statement that you just said there, Stevie J, about describing everyone as being old. You're not feeling old at the moment because you're feeling fit and you're... You know, maybe got some things on the horizon that you're working towards. I love how the dialogue's all changed around now. Yeah, you're young and fit and vibrant <laughs> and healthy. And, and here we go. I wonder why. This, because we're getting some text messages about your activities during the week and where you may be at the Bathurst 1000 later on at the year. I just love how the whole dialogue has changed about your future. It's great. Mm. Feeling good. Feeling up and pumped. Hey. Interesting. <laughs> I know nothing. Nothing. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know you are going to get pumped for about the next what four months until we decide or until you let it loose what's going to happen with this wild card mm. for DJR, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, Nimsy. Charterboat, what charterboat? <laughs> <laughs> now um, let's let's touch on a uh, Johnson that was actually in action on the weekend. Uh, Jetwood's uh, you know pretty decent effort there, I, I wouldn't have thought because like very much up. Like there is a, he was a victim of circumstance. Let's not beat around the bush about that. But he had to be pretty pleased with that race result. Yeah, it was it, it, overall the weekend. It was tough. It was a tough weekend for him. But he kind of still haven't. He, he's 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 had his way a little bit in uh, the muscle cars, and uh, you know, and this is the reason why you are doing both both of the series yep. too um, to yep. sort of give him show him that like, hey, look, mate, it's not always that people are staring at the at your brake lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's right. But, uh, you know, obviously the, the Trans Am uh, teams there, you know, it's 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 very competitive. Both, both series are very competitive. There's some really good young guys in the TA2 ranks as well. Um, but, um, you know, the, the Trans Am side of things, uh, you know, at the moment it's it's good. It's, it's, it's good to be able to do more racing, learn more tracks because both series don't go to the same tracks as such mm-hmm. for their full championship. So... That was a reason for us to do both, but um, yeah, you're right. It was a, I mean, it was a good weekend. Yeah, we didn't come out of the weekend without any damage. Yeah, we got damage. We got pretty much damage in two out of the three races. Mm. But um, you know, he had a 14th uh, in race one, he had a P8 in race two, and, and a P11 in race three. So uh, I just like it that he's having to deal with certain circumstances that happen on the fly, right? So 14th in race one, he qualified 13th. He got up a little bit. Um, and then he got caught out by a, a guy blew an engine right in front of him, mm. and he had a massive off, like a huge off, like a turn one at Sydney Motorsport yeah. Park. He left the road fast. at 200 k's an hour, so it was fast. You know, coming into the pits, the safety car was out. We cleaned the radiator and stuff so that it wouldn't overheat. He went back out, started P24 at the back of the train, um, got up to P14, so good for him to be able to come back through. Great race um, Saturday night for race two, started P14, finished P8, um, was really fast at mid mid race onwards. Um, tire life was great, so we've been working with him for that, which is awesome. Um, he was very very happy with that, and he should be. And he was I was very proud of him from that. And obviously race three, um, he got sandwiched at the start um, between I think it was Lockie Dalton on his right, and he went alongside Lockie Dalton, and then Nash Morris come from the far left straight across in, into the front of Jet, 
and squashed him between both cars. So put both of those other cars out of the race and Jet had uh, quite a substantial front splitter and under tray damage after that, which really tore the handling out of the front of the Mustang, the Napa Auto Parts Mustang. So, um, yeah, so it was one of those things. But you know what? We ended up, um, he was still the number one. So he finished first in the Hoosier Cup, which is the, um, uh, like the, the, I guess the rookies. The little, and, and the little rookie one, the Junior Burger one. Yeah, well, it's, it's not so much Junior Burgers because there's a lot of other guys <laughs> in that You could be a 40-year-old rookie, mate. <laughs> exactly right. So, um, so he won that. And I think he finished, I think, P8 overall for the weekend um, out of uh, everybody in Trans Am with the DNFs that a few others had. So... You know, it was a good weekend, but, um, you know, he got out of that last race, race three, and goes, Dad, there was stuff happening flat out that whole race. You know, there was cars coming in, so which was good. That's what we want. We, we want him to be um, understand, you know, how tough it can be, and you're, you're dealing with a lot of things that aren't correct with the car. The car's not always going to be perfect, so you've just got to drive around it, deal with it, learn, and um, and make the most of it, and he did. He did an absolute mega job there. When is the next time he's in action? Because so the Trans Am series, uh, as we mentioned, continues at QR on August fifth and seventh. But is there a muscle car one in between there? There is actually, yeah. So we've got the uh, the TA two championship. So round three uh, in Winton in two weeks' time or a week and a half's time. So not this weekend coming, the weekend after, um, which will be great. And then we go to Trans Am Queensland Raceway, and then TA two Queensland Raceway two weeks after that. So. We've got a few coming up, which is going to be interesting. A little bit of a break after Winton. I think we were talking about two-month break with Josh. It's almost that for Jet, so um, I'm going to need it just to get some sleep. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you are you are really racking up the uh, Jet Star points this past uh, week, Stevie. <laughs> but, um, hey, look, uh, we look forward to see what's going on, and I know that people want to talk about uh, the DJR. Well, I'm going to put air quotes, the DJR wildcard, so we will do that next <laughs> in the um, off-the-track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. We'll do that next here on The Driver's Seat. As always, we're brought to you by Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Before we get to um, the off-the-track update, thanks to Burson Auto Parts, let's get through some of your texts, and you can uh, jump on board the program by texting on 0433981116 is the number. What do you got in front of you, Matty? Well, (laughs) a number of texts from a number of our loyal listeners saying that I apparently sound like Greg Rust, (laughs) Uh, which funnily you say that because I actually got a text message from Greg that he's, uh, he sent me some, some voice uh, memos that apparently I sound like him too. So we can't play necessarily those Nimsy because they'd get you, me, Greg, and Steve into a lot of trouble. But anyway, we might play that next week. Uh, but no, it is me. It is not Greg Rust. It's just uh, <laughs> got a bit of a got a bit of a uh, a cough and a cold going on. Not the Rona though, so that's good. Um, uh, Dean text in and coronavirus said, <laughs> <laughs> said, "Hey boys, uh, what's happening to? Oh, it's just been moved. What did you do to me there, Nimsy? It just jumped on my screen. Oh. Hey boys." Um, uh, I can't find Talk it. to me about uh, Dan Ricardo and Lando Norris, that they're a pretty crappy team. McLaren are a pretty crappy team this year. Do we think that that uh, Dan is definitely going to be out? A lot of talk, Stevie J, and it's actually gaining momentum because then we're going to talk about Formula 1 later on, but geez louise, uh, there was no one really complimentary of Dan on the weekend, including Zach Brown, hey? No, there wasn't, you know, and... Um... It's going to be very interesting what happens in the next 
few months because even Dan um, has admitted himself that he just can't ex- seem to extract that next last half a second out that he needs to uh, for whatever reason. No one knows. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I don't think, uh, and going back to that text message too, um, talking about, I think Norris, is this the one that you were talking about, Norris? Yeah, this is from Dan, who was saying about uh, Russell outperforming Hamilton as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And saying that, you know, McLaren as a team are no good this year also, really. Um, You know, Norris is only seventh. Um, So, but but, um, obviously uh, George Russell is well outperforming Hamilton. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, mate. I don't really know... You know, I rate Dan highly, but obviously, and you need to have that confidence and you need to be comfortable in what you're driving to be able to get the most out of it. Now, I thought after Monza last year when Dan had that breakthrough win, they both had a one-two, that um, that was going to really put a pep in his step and, and maybe get him through that stage of um, uncertainty um, and, and get him comfortable. And finally, he's getting comfortable with the car. I know the car's totally different this year. Yeah. But, yeah, he's struggling big time. So I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, uh, there's so many so many rumours that, you know, possibly an Oscar Piastri um, is going to sure. go in there. But then Alpine are now saying, well, you know, Oscar's our guy. Um, we're probably not going to renew Fernando Alonso's contract, uh, which will then put Oscar in a seat there. Um, you know, and then it, it's, yeah, then Sebastian Vettel's. Um, retiring at the end of the year. So that opens up uh, an Aston Martin drive for Fernando Alonso, which they were very keen, I think, in doing. So there's so many things to play out. Um, it's going to be – and I'm very interested to see where Dan Ricciardo ends up or what he ends up doing because um, at the moment he's clearly not enjoying his motorsport like we know it. And, and Dan re- – actually, that was from Dan. Sorry, Nimsy and Dan, actually, uh, who messaged in about our feature guest. Uh, not Ricciardo. Just- no, 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 not, not- – <laughs> <laughs> no, funnily enough, not Ricardo. Um, uh, if Joshy's still listening there in Sydney as he's off to see Vivid, that Dan would now like to take you for uh, a schooner or five, Joshy. Very nice. So we'll we'll uh, connect you two, and you can guys you can guys can get on the gas together <laughs> responsibly. Like. Uh, oh, absolutely. Remember, you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Uh, all right, let's get straight into <laughs> our off the what track. Was that <laughs> it's a uh, drink wise proud partner of um, the sounding board by. Uh, Craig Hutchison and Damien Barrett. Yeah, anyway, right, okay. We, no wonder I didn't know what that was. We will push on. It is time for our Burson Off the Track Update. And now, it's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. Oh, I tell you what, did the uh, the social medias light up after yesterday's driver's seat episode when, um, well, put it this way, you put a blowtorch on uh, Stevie J there, Matty, and uh, oh, yeah. categorically asked him whether or yep. not we'll be seeing him in, yep. at the time, it was out in the wires and whatnot saying, oh, it's the DJR Mustang, the DJR Mustang, it's a third wild card. Well, you know what? Mm. The good people at Shell V Power Racing Team put a clarification out on Thursday, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to tell you, Nimsy, that blowtorch is still fired up uh, out the back here. And even though Stevie J is one of my best mates, of course, you've got to know, Stevie J, that until there is official announcement of who is going to be in that uh, DJR wildcard, that blowtorch will be officially trained on you between the eyeballs every week <laughs> until I get told. <laughs> no, no problem at all. No problem. I, you know, the funny thing was that, and I did express that we got to that uh, on Monday and it was a surprise to see three cars there with three of our names on them, all driving them together. 
My first thought was, okay, so um, Cam and the good guys at uh, TA2 loaned me a seat, a wide race tech seat to fit in the car because <laughs> I, that's what I used to use in yeah. the car. So Dad and I could drive the car and then Jet would just flop around in it like a like a sausage up a hallway. Yep. So, um, uh, so once I got that, once we got to the track, I'm like, oh, there's three cars here. And then Dad's gone, yep, and I'm driving the spare car with the big seat. And I'm like... Oh, darn it. How am I going to fit into one of those other cars? <laughs> um, but I did. I fitted in Will Davison's seat. I took his insert out because he's a little bit shorter wow. than me. But I fitted in his seat width-wise. And I'm like, wow. That's Good a, for that's, you. I haven't, I've never fitted in a small race tech seat. So there you go. I was more very proud good. of that. Actually, no, I wasn't. I was proud of the day. It was a pretty cool day. It was very, very cool, the, the footage as well, too. Um, but let's get to the, so what exactly the DJR wildcard is. It's not actually a DJR wildcard. It's a DJR. It's an ex-DJR Mustang, yes. <laughs> but uh, Michael Anderson is the man that will be uh, piloting it. Obviously, he needs a co-driver. Nudge, mm-hmm. nudge, wink, wink. Grab uh, the blow to it. <laughs> um, hey, he's at, about my height, too. He's about my size. Oh, this <laughs> He's going to keep giving it away. That. He's going to keep giving it away until some Super 2 driver is named with a rich dad that brings tons of money. Anyway. So, so if I – because I actually don't know too much about uh, Michael Anderson. It was only when um, he his name sort of – Anderson Motorsport came to light in that little release that DJR put out saying that, no, 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 we've, <laughs> yep. we've given – well, not given them. We'll, we've uh, sold, sold the, the, car. The, the, the car to them. But the thing that I love about this is – do you know what this reminds me of? Like What's back that? in the day when you'd actually have like private ears, like getting amongst the 1,000, yep. pretty much what your dad did. Hopefully, hopefully Michael and whoever co-drives him doesn't hit a rock. But, um, <laughs> but, but I love that this is just a bloke. It's like, he's a guy from Bathurst. Like, you know what? It's, I would love to go in the, in the 1,000. So I'm going to rustle together some funds, get someone to drive with me and we're going to do it. Like, I reckon that's one of the great stories. It yeah. doesn't get much um, more Aussie than that, does it? Just a battler no. from uh, Bathurst going, you know what? I'm going to buy a car. He's done good for himself. Don't worry. We're, like we, we say battler, but uh, Michael Anderson is not exactly sitting on his last dollar. So, But he's going to use his uh, his hard work, bought a car, and off he goes. You don't get any more Aussie than that, do you, Steve? No, you don't, mate. And, and as he expressed that the he's always wanted to do the Bathurst 1000. You know, he's from Bathurst. He's seen it. Um with what he's done in in his own Super Three car and so and the races that he's won and the, and so forth, he's got enough points for a super license, which is great. He's got more than enough, Matty? I think. Doesn't we he? need to pat Matty on the back, don't we? <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you um, pick that? <laughs> yeah, we pick picked that, that up for sure. Um, um, so the thing with this is the stars have aligned. You know, they've been able to buy a car from from DJR. Um, it's the last year of this current Gen Two car. Um, he's able to get a super license, which is great. Um, so he's not going to be able to use that car at the Bathurst 1000 next year because it's going to be Gen 3. So yeah. everything is just aligned perfectly for him to do this as a bucket list race for him, and good on him. I, I support that sort of stuff day in, day out because, um, yes, I know that it's a, uh, you know, a professional sporting event and people sometimes say that it shouldn't have to be one-off or give it to Super 2 teams to do it. Well, Super 2 teams have got the option to actually enter their car and race at Bathurst, but they choose not to. Like the, like, uh, not to. the Kostekis did a couple of years back. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh, the, they, the Cedars, the Kostekis, um, yep. Fisher, I think, has done it before, Andrew Fisher. Yep. So yep. There's, there, look, there's a history of this, but 
I think that it's um, – and Steve, talk to me about the involvement of DJR. I mean, uh, who's going to crew it? Do you know um, how much support are they actually going to get? I mean, is it, is it a Clayton's DJR setup? Is it the, the DJR you're having when you're not having a DJR? Or, or is it is, it's genuinely going to be um, when the boys go into the truck for debrief, Anderson and his co-driver will be in there as well? No, well, I, from what I'm – picking up on and what I've sort of heard and even little things that I've spoken to dad and asked dad about it. No, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like um, the triple eight wild card with, you know, obviously Brock Feeney, Russell Engel last year, mm-hmm. uh, which was a fully fledged triple eight um, car run car with yep. their, all of their, their people, everything. Um, the Anderson motorsport Mustang is going to be pre- fully prepared at the workshop by Dick Johnson racing. Uh, and then it's going to go into the hands of the Anderson Motorsport uh, team for the Bathurst event. Yeah. Um, and, and DJR might um, supply them one or possibly two uh, personnel to help with the spannering and, and the running of the car and, and so forth so that they can learn a lot about it because, you know, it's it's a fairly big thing and a lot different to what they've currently been running. So. That's that's as far as it goes as 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 down to sitting in debriefs and that. No, I don't believe that's gonna that's gonna happen at all. Maybe they might share with them a little bit of data, but that's about it. So there you go. That'll put that to bed. But it's still, I reckon, a really really great story there because, as I sort of said, that it really is the Aussie Aussie story, isn't it? Like you know what? Let's do the one thousand. It'll be a bit of fun. Mm. Uh, that was our Burson off the track update for Burson Auto Parts. Burson. They know auto parts. Uh, you're listening to the driver's seat. Keep your text coming through. 0433 98 11 16. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Let's have a quick chat about the Indy 500 because Marcus Ericsson, uh, the, what do they call him? The, the sneaky Swede? The sneaky Swede, Swede, very (laughs) softly spoken, well-liked too, uh, and comes from a family where money is not a problem. Hmm. At one stage when he was racing in Formula One, I think they were going to buy the team that he was racing for so he could continue continue in his seat. So uh, wow, when that didn't really? happen, he went, <laughs> yep, wow. that's talking about having a rich dad. They were going to buy a Formula One team so that he could, uh, Marcus could continue raising. And no, it's not Ericsson, the mobile phone folk. Hmm. It's not your Ericsson flip phone. That's not no. where that's from. No. There you go. Um, so let's let's quickly wrap. <laughs> might be husky. Might be husky chocolate though. <laughs> let's quickly wrap through the Indy Five Hundred. So uh, Marcus Ericsson is the champion after storming the lead. It was pretty much a, a battle for the line, wasn't it? In the last two laps. Yeah, it was sensational. I loved it. I, I um, it was a it was a festival international de motor sport uh, last uh, Monday, and it was a good race, Steve. We saw we saw a number of uh, incidents and accidents. We saw. A lot of teamwork, particularly um, with Scotty Dixon and Polo, uh, just mm-hmm. going back and forward and back and forward, um, overtaking each other a bit like a, a peloton in a cycling race. Um, and it looked as though it was going to go to the green and then there was an accident about uh, six or seven laps 
from the end, Nimsy and Steve, where they then red flagged it. They brought everybody in so that they could, uh, like Michael Massey spec, so that they could uh, they could go on and have a, a hopefully a check flag finish. Um, and it was good. He had him. He had him covered. He was the sneaky one, Steve, wasn't he? He just sat. Uh, Marcus Ericsson, we're talking about in the uh, Husky Chocolates car. He just sat back. He wasn't until he, he led. You know, not that many laps, but he he led the one that uh, counted at the end, and he's the Indy 500 champion. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was a little bit like the uh, Chas Mostert not leading a lap of the 2014 Bathurst until he got to the lead at Forest Elbow. So yeah. uh, it was it was cool. I mean, obviously, Scotty Dixon had that, uh, that penalty, that time penalty that was hanging over his head for um, speeding in pit lane um, because he was, you know, he was there all day, um, Scotty Dixon. So, uh, but... We remember, you know, and those um, Chip Ganassi racing cars were fast all month. Yeah, um, and, and and Marcus Ericsson is obviously a teammate to Scott uh, Scotty Dixon as well. So he's he's um, in um, in the same, basically the same setup um, as as Dixon. So uh, you know, it was a very smart, measured, um, mm. and impressive drive. You know, for me because. Not a, everyone knows Marcus Ericsson. You know he's he's always sort of there or thereabouts at the front, uh, but he's just he's just won the Bathurst of America. You know he's just Absolutely. won the Daytona 500. He's won the Indy 500 for Indy cars, and um, that's going to change his life forever. And I tell you who I thought put on a good effort, and, and it came right down to the last lap, really. But he just didn't have the pace. Was the Arrow McLaren driver of Pato Award? Yeah. Um, again, w- really struggled in the month of May leading up to the race, but seemed to get on top of it near the end there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they went side by side into the final lap, but and, and Pato got a massive run on Ericsson. But Ericsson just had the pace in that car, and he was able to uh, withhold the challenge, weaving back and forth. So our good mate, uh, Crackers Diffie, Lee Diffie, <laughs> he, uh, he was absolutely up on the rev limiter for that final lap. And it was good to see Marcus breakthrough because it must be hard coming from Formula One where you're deemed to be, to be quite honest, a failure. Um, yep. But he then went on, he's, he's, he's made a real home for himself in uh, IndyCar. And of course, our mate, Scotty McLaughlin. I was about the, to say. Uh, <laughs> yellow submarine. Didn't he clout the wall fairly hard? He did. He did. He had a, a massive moment and, it, oh, you know, it was, what wasn't once, it was twice. He hit the wall. Yes. Once um, and ricocheted off the wall, went down through the infield and then back up, obviously with no brakes or steering because it's t- torn the whole right side of the car off and hit it again in that Ooh. side. Now, apparently, from what I've been told, is that's worse again because the first initial impact, the car's taken the brunt of the hit for you, right? So the car's, it's taken the right side wheels off, suspension off, it's taken the side pod off. It's absorbed a lot of that impact. So when he hit the wall again on the same yep. side, it basically is hitting the tub, you know. So that's – you've got no crash structure there anymore. So um, it was really good to see him get out of that, get out of that unharmed. Um, and, and even he commented and even and messaged uh, myself and said that was one of the biggest hits he's ever had. So – and, you know, I mean, it was a big hit. But some of those accidents that you've seen at the Brickyard are phenomenal. So, you know, for him to be able to walk away from that, I think it's a – Big testament to um, the cars and the development of the cars, all sorts of things um, in that. You know, we also saw Colton Herder have a crash on Carb Day and the thing rolled over and skidded upside yep. down for yep. for a long, long time. So, um, you know, he, he attributed 
um, the the aero screen for for really keeping him safe in there as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you know as fast as these things are going, Maddie and Nim's like over four hundred kilometers an hour. It's mental. Um, well over four hundred kilometers an hour. Um, you know, I think that. Um, Safety is on. Honestly, the safety—that's yeah. the safest you're going to have at the moment. So I think um, that was it was great to see him walk away from that. So what was actually quite funny uh, on social media, um, Samantha Lockwin, uh, Samantha McLaughlin, who is Scotty's sister, um, she put up a, a video of uh, Scotty doing a lap where from where she was sitting. It's like, here's me, uh, here's me, big brother going around uh, Indianapolis at 300k an hour, and literally it was a blink. And a one-second clip because that's how fast Scotty was going. Yeah, oh, look, I've never been. It's something that I've always wanted to do, and, and uh, you know, maybe we'll get uh, we'll get the great man Malconio to kick the tin next year, Stevie <laughs> J. Because next year we're, we've got a huge year on the driver's seat. We're apparently going to Vegas for the Formula <laughs> One. Now we're going to the Indy Five Hundred as well. We I might be able to hook us up at the Indy Five Hundred. I might even I might oh, be able to hook us up there with some with some yes. tickets from from Big Uncle Roger. Maybe he can oh. help us out because we do still speak to Roger and. Tim Sindrick and all those uh, the Penske clan. So we'll uh, and obviously Scotty. So we'll uh, we'll see what we can do there. <laughs> yeah, I might Mrs. even hit up. Sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Azor will let you come along for the ride there, Nimsy yep, boy. Absolutely. If it's a work trip, hundred percent. Absolutely, it's a work trip. Kind of, uh, you know, as long as it's not yeah. coming out of my coffers. <laughs> Indy five hundred for a week and a half. Hey, wouldn't it be good if we actually got a competition going and we took some listeners to the Indy five hundred? Wonder oh, who'd want to pay for that? that Jeez, be that'd good. be messy, wouldn't it? <laughs> And off, we can feed them deep fried hot dogs. There's going to yes. be a lot of paperwork. I can tell you that way if we get deep the listeners involved. Deep fried Mars bars. You'll be beers. We'll, um, we'll take a quick pause for the course because we do have, there was plenty going on as uh, we mentioned just up the top uh, of motorsport across the globe. We'll chat mm. the Monaco Grand Prix. We'll do, that. One. Mm. we'll do that next right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Plenty of motorsport happening in the past seven days or so, and the Monaco Grand Prix uh, also was happening on that weekend. And uh, So would you guys say that like this is probably the biggest weekend that we've had in terms of like milestone races? Oh, I think I think so, yeah. Stevie J. It's a pretty big one when you've got Indy Five Hundred, um, you've got Monaco, you've got uh, Mugello in MotoGP, and you've got uh, NASCAR. I think it was the Coca Cola Six Hundred. Six Hundred, yeah, like, pretty, pretty yep. big events, right? So around the world, but I think oh, you had the um, you had the uh, what'd you call it, yours, Matty? The 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 Warwick or the Morgan Park. Oh, the, the Morgan Park International. <laughs> I mean, international with the MX-5, Kubota oh, MX-5. Massive. That's, that's up there. Yeah. We had a huge crowd. I reckon we probably had 50, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> they still a decent a decent yeah. one there. But um, Speaking of crowd, how was the crowd at Monaco? I mean, oh. uh, including our great mates Nick Perkat, Chaz Mostert and SVG, SVG. all uh, making nuisances of themselves over there. In fact, I saw Nick Perkat... And um, Chazzy Mozzie involved in a uh, like fashion it. parade, Stevie J, in suits and other bits and pieces, looking mm. outrageously awkward as they uh, walked up and down the catwalk. But, hey, how good for Checo. Sergio Perez. <laughs> uh, right on the cusp of signing a new two-year deal as well. Come away with the win. How good? Oh, I mean, he's uh, it's definitely the the 
pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that weekend, wasn't it, for him? There's a lot of stuff that that he can be very, very happy with that was announced, obviously, uh, with his re-signing of a two-year, multi-year deal. For he's him, re-signed? Oh, he's Barry. re-signed. Where's Barry? Oh. Barry Bozo. <laughs> he's got to be around somewhere. Um, so, yeah, obviously with, um, with that, with his race win, I mean, honestly, um, Ferrari... Ferrari lost it. You know, I mean, I know you've got to be in it to win it, and they were, but Ferrari lost it. And um, for them to to get their strategy so wrong and to let both Red Bulls pass both of their cars, um, it's uh, it just shows that they the pressure got to them. The pressure got to them with what Red Bull did, and they were trying to cover. They made the wrong call. And, you know, like, how do you make Charles Leclerc go from first to fourth. I mean, honestly, it was a it was a big mistake. And it, it wasn't was no good. It wasn't something like we saw you know, um Dan Ricardo, you know, when Red Bull had that issue and Dan came in and they they didn't have his tires ready for him and all that sort of thing and he lost it that year. It wasn't that. It was literally they were ready for him. Yeah. Um and you know, he double stacked. He they had his tires ready. I, I just I honestly, I don't know how such a professional team can get it so wrong with all the information that they've got. It's ridiculous. I tell you who also had a, a shocker, two drivers. Dan Ricardo was just pee nowhere again uh, and crashed and simply cannot get his head around that McLaren making and exacerbating the issues that we've got, including uh, Zach Brown coming out saying he's not giving us what we need and we're not giving him what we, what we promised him. So that's just uh, a whole a difficult, yucky, horrible conversation uh, going on between those two. But I think the worst one at the moment is Mick Schumacher and Gunter Steiner. Mm. That he's, he's torn two brand new Formula One cars in half yep. and we're only in race six. That's got to be, I think when Gunter comes out and starts uh, putting the knife through you, you'd have to be a little bit worried. Could Mick lose his seat here, do you reckon, Stevie J? No. Nah. Oh. Nah. That was, that's a definite <laughs> one. You want to have a think about that? No. Nah. There's no way? No way. It, that comes with Ferrari money um, it's, and right. Ferrari help. It's, yep. it's not going anywhere. You know, they are still blooding him to be a future Ferrari driver. Um, his seat's – I don't believe his seat's in any jeopardy of being right. lost. Big hit. Tearing mm. a gearbox out of a car. Big yep. Big hit. I mean, you know, whenever you have a crash at Monaco, typically it's a big hit anyway. But yep. that was a really big hit for Yeah, for Nick, I don't it? think it was nowhere near as big as, as what he had. Um, uh, where was that, Matty? Saudi you're, you're Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that was That was, was massive. Um, you've got to remember these cars this year, the new cars, especially after Grosjean's crash at Abu Dhabi where he went through the fence and um, miraculously escaped that fireball. Um, there were stipulations from the FIA and the design of the new car of how – Easily, how, how much easier the back half of the car needed to separate from the front half in a right. certain impact. So right. these cars are built to split a lot, lot easier. I, I mean, I, I'm not fully aware of the, the technical um, side of things with regard to what they needed to do and the force and all that sort of thing. Um, but they did need to split much, much easier than the old car where they felt like they were still too strong. In that we'll regard, split it did. Yes, definitely did split. And you know what? I got a little bit of this information from uh, somebody that I had dinner with last night. 
Um, and you'll find mm. this very interesting. I had dinner with Michael Massey last night. Stephen Johnson, uh, FIA, we are talking uh, race director. Wow, that's <laughs> so really interesting. Very interesting. I, we'll get back to that, but I can tell you, um, I saw some footage from someone that was in the harbour at Monaco, and uh, on the Monday morning, I can tell you that Sergio <laughs> that was very, very untidy coming off a boat. Uh, was Monday he Monday morning? Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. good on him. Yep, he was out celebrating in the Monaco Harbour to the wee hours and came off, uh, well, he certainly wasn't sobering up, let's put it that way. <laughs> do you reckon, was... you reckon he, what do you reckon he would have been drinking, Matty? I reckon he, I've got a feeling it might have been tequila. Tequila or Red Bull vodkas? Well, no, nah, well, well, vodka's, vodka's not a Mexican drink, is it? Maybe Red Bull tequila. Yeah, but vodka, but the Red Bull pays the bills. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably definitely Red Bull then, if, that, yeah, if that's the case. Definitely Red Bull, but he was right. very, very untidy coming off yeah. the boat. Didn't do anything yeah. silly, but he didn't. He certainly couldn't have driven home. Put it that way. Well, I don't think he, <laughs> he got the Uber. He got. He got an Uber. Um, yeah. uh, that was our wrap up of Monaco. You listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over forty years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Drivers Seat Show. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show and get in touch with us uh, pretty much around the clock, uh, wherever you are around the planet too, in the words of Dwayne Russell. Wherever you might be watching around the planet. Thank you very much, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did, we did get a message from... Uh, the UK. The UK. We? We've had yeah, ones yeah. from uh, from the States as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have we had any one from Mexico where Sergio <laughs> comes from? Enough, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have. Not not as yet, but we, uh, you know, the night is still young. Indeed. Um, now, speaking of uh, overseas, uh, the, the there is this came out pretty late in the piece, but uh, the Triple Eight Race Engineering Super Cheap Auto Bathurst One Thousand Wildcard, the team for twenty twenty two will be announced at a uh, family-friendly public event this Sunday. Like, they were, we're, we're going to do it. Family-friendly. Fa- well, what are they? <laughs> like what that, do they say? Like, family. Oh, you mean they're okay, not so going to do it gonna in gonna a strip no joint? Words here. <laughs> yeah, strip joint. Yeah. Strange on that. A strange wording. But, yeah, look, uh, they will be, uh, they've sent out an open invite to all fans to attend the unveiling, which oh. will host the wildcard drivers, plus special guests from Triple Eight. Now, speculation has been rife. Now, this is where we are going to do a nice little... We're gonna we're gonna really test the chops here. We're gonna do a little extended burst and auto parts thing because if you choose mm-hmm. to listen to the replay of the show on Sunday, we want to see how right we are. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can blow it right out right now if you'd like. So let's see. So like the the rumor oh, mill. Do you mill- know, Maddie? Do you know what it's gonna be? I do believe I know who it's gonna oh. be. Yes, Lounsey. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. It'll be Lounsey. Okay. Um, and it is my understanding that it'll be Declan Fraser. <laughs> now, I could be wrong. It but, could be Cameron uh, Hill. It could be Cameron Hill, but I don't could think so. Could be Nash Morris. Could be Nash Morris. I don't think so. Um, I do believe that Cameron Hill tested the one of the premier um, he did. cars on Monday at He uh, tested uh, Gas Pedal Gary's car. There you go. Which one, uh, Nimsy? Gary... Uh, Gary, hmm? oh, Gary, uh, Gary, uh, Gary, um... nice, Gary. 
<laughs> That's what Declan said when he got out of the car. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Gary went. Gary went up to him, Nimsy, and he said, "Hey, excellent start." Did, he said, "Hey, Gary." Uh, he, he said, uh, um, um, "Hey, Declan um, or Cameron, what did you think Cameron. of my car? What did you think? Can you let me know nice, what you thought?" Gary. That's right. He said, "Nice, Gary." So <laughs> I don't think I, I think it'll be Declan Fraser. I don't think it'll be Cam Hill. Um, uh, so we'll have to wait and see on Saturday. But I reckon if you're listening to this on our replay show on Sunday, then you will um, you will find that it'll be Declan, Declan Fraser. Fraser. There you go. Yes. Very yes. nice. Surprised they didn't. I'm uh, surprised they didn't uh, announce that last night, knowing that we're coming <laughs> to air <laughs> Wednesday uh, night. Well, that everybody else does. And you, look, you're you're absolutely. Uh, Interestingly, we've had a text message here. Um, I hear what you're saying, triple five, that it's not the super cheap Bathurst 1000, triple eight engineering, super cheap auto Bathurst 1000 wildcard team. Nimsy, you wrote that in the run sheet. It's actually the Repco Bathurst 1000. But the team is going to be a super cheap team. It's the super cheap auto Bathurst Bathurst 1000 wildcard, like the the Shell V Power Racing Bathurst 1000. Entry. Just little clarification there on triple five. That's uh, mm. that's what we meant to. Uh, that's what we. That's what we meant when we were saying that. That it's the super cheap auto one thousand wild card for triple H. Indeed. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm. And uh, if you are listening to this on Sunday, don't want to say we good told morning. you so, but uh, <laughs> but uh, good morning. Go and mow the lawns. But we did tell you so. So. Um, <laughs> uh, We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about wild cards in just a moment because uh, Greg Murphy and Richie Stanaway will finally be making an appearance, but we'll touch on that in and just Steve a Johnson. moment. Steve hmm. Johnson, hey? He might be you, in the, uh, the Anderson one there. You just kept... I, I, and actually, Lee wanted to know uh, in Wild Cards whether one of the team members is going to be Barry Bozo. <laughs> Can we just ask Barry if he's going to be one of the team members for today? Mate, mate, I've, I've, I've already, I'm committed. I've re-signed... With Brad Jones <laughs> Racing. Oh, the only JRs I get involved with is BJR, mate. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> what about the only BJs? Uh, we'll push on. Um, <laughs> you can tell it's that time of the night. Bree Johnson's you? not going to be there. Uh, no, oh, she wow. might. No, she'll be there. She's got to cheer on her husband, <laughs> whether he's in a TCM car or a Bathurst 1000 car, Steve Johnson. Oh, there you brum, go. Brum, brum, click on the blowtorch. Um, it, it, it's the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Just a quick reminder that the all-new driver's seat app is available with podcasts, interviews, news, and videos. It's a must for all motorsport fans, and you can listen to us wherever you are around the planet in the worlds of Dwayne Russell. Great to have your company wherever you might be watching around the planet. Or listening in this case. But uh, let's quickly talk about another wild card. Greg Murphy and Richie Stanaway will finally make their long-awaited track debut aboard the Bathurst Wildcard and will be in Australia next week to test the number 51 Boost Mobile Commodore at Winton. Uh, that'll be on Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. About time, isn't it? Tuesday. Hmm. Well, the board oh, is right yeah. aren't they? They are. So, uh, so we can get the two, the two boys over from New Zealand um, and they can jump in at Wonton. And um, give themselves a test. Uh, yeah, I look. I mean, I, we're, 
It's funny because there was parts there was parts of the media that, that released it saying, "Oh, the wild card, the boost wild card is going to make its debut, fabulous, all that kind of stuff." And I kind of thought, and I think we said it on the show, Nimsy and Steve. I was like, "Well, yeah, wasn't it always going to come back?" Mm. So, I mean, look, it's yeah, I'm they glad even said that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I don't know what all the hype was all about, but anyway, it's going to be there, Murphy. Look, I, I don't. The the thing that this holds for me, gents, the bigger thing that this holds for me is, is this a test? Is this a um, invite, perhaps, for Richie Stanaway to come back to our championship, Stevie J? Um, we know, obviously, that uh, that the, the the great man Murphy is no longer. So, is this a, a gentle comeback, as such, for? Richie Stanaway to see if he wants to keep racing, or is this just a paycheck for the young lad, do you reckon? Um, you know, you could look at it either way, honestly. But, um, I mean, we've, we've seen how, uh, I wouldn't say random, maybe spontaneous Peter Addison is. So <laughs> you would literally just not, um, not rule it out. You know, you wouldn't rule it out. But um, obviously there's got to be a lot of things that fall into place. For that to happen, um, you know, he's it would have to be through Peter Addison because yep. he's left a bad taste in pretty much every supercar team's mouth here yeah. in, in Australia with, with, with how he left and how he was, you know, the last year he was in supercars before he left. Well, Steve, yeah. we, let's even touch on that too because the only reason he got that GRM drive was because of Peter Addison and it came at the expense of uh, GT as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, money talks, you know, and if... Peter Addison's going to put his money where his mouth is and supposedly buy a team and change the world and and all that sort of thing, then, you know, that's definitely a possibility. But if it's not for Peter Addison doing that, I don't think that you're going to see him here full-time again. Well, who no, take... I don't think so either. Well, Do you know what he's doing in New Zealand? Uh, actually, no, not, not really. I don't, he's, he's not, not doing driving. much driving he's... from what I understand. Um, yeah. Playing video games. <laughs> I think he did. He he must. He jumped in some like when the idea was. Oh yeah, we'll do this uh, last year. Like last year, like a guest spot in one of those you know categories I have over there. I don't know the the BNTV8s or something like that. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> the BNTV8s. <laughs> it's choice. Fabulous. Fabulous. Outstanding. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it'll be pretty interesting to see what happens because this is uh, Richie Stanaway's first race since 2019, mm. and he actually spoke to Murph on uh, Murph's show on SENZ, uh, and they were t- he was talking about how like he felt that he never really got, um, I don't want to say he was blaming him, he was just saying what you know what happened, like he was you know he was in the fourth car at Tickford. And, you know, that's never really, you know, the Which A was a shocker, yeah. typically. Yeah, the fourth car at Tickford. Plus, he was also at a Gary Rogers Motorsport that was on life support, supercars-wise. Mm. So, you know. Let me rephrase that. I shouldn't say that the fourth car at Tickford is a shocker. The fourth car anywhere is typically a shocker. The third and fourth is typically a shocker. Not just on not just on Tickford. I Tickford, shouldn't say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon about that, Tim? It's total bullshit. It's bullshit. All right, can't add much more to that. Thank you, Lucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you Correct. reckon? Do you reckon that um, the how Russell Ingle went last year with um, with Brock Feeney, that's mm. provided like a little sort of okay. This is like the litmus test. This is the the standard we were expecting from guys coming out of retirement. Well, I don't know, Matty. I mean, it's yeah. Because where where does Murph sort of like? It's been eight years, like. 
Where mm. does he sort of like put himself in the like? What's what's a good expectation for him to knock at a D and F? Like that doesn't seem oh, like Murph. I think I, well, but also I think Murph is very realistic. I think uh, um, Richie will probably be the lead guy, and Murph will be the. Uh, Murph will be the the night watchman, so to speak. And I think I think Stevie J. I think it is a win for Murphy if he gets around there all in one piece and doesn't yeah. stuff it into the hedge. Um, uh, they're not going to be fast. We know that they've been out of a car too long, um, and it's a wild car car. They're never super that quick, super quick. The only one I think that we've ever seen is Matthias Ekstrom in the. Um, in the Xbox, the Xbox car. car, that thing was a rocket. So mm. it, look, it's going to be interesting to see. And Andy Prio, um, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, Andy Prio and, and Thomas Ekstrom. That's right. Um, so look, uh, they're not. They're going to look it, it, by all admission from from Peter Adderton. This is a PR stunt. Yep. And yep. it's great to have Murphy back on the mountain, and it's great to have Richie back on the mountain. And the more cars at the at the uh, Repco Bathurst One Thousand, the better. I don't care if they have fifteen wild cards. Um, I'm just glad they have bigger numbers. So it's going to be really interesting. But you're a brave individual if you go down to the uh, down to the TAB and you put a couple of thousand on them winning it. <laughs> like you'll get really good odds. So it will really good odds. <laughs> well, it, and it, and it goes to show last year. I mean, you know, Russell Engel did say he even said to my dad who because they were all quarantined together over the border because obviously back then they still needed they to. They still need to. Yep. Um, that he goes, oh, I don't know what I was bloody thinking doing that. You know what I mean? Like this is after the event. Um, but he did a great job, you know. Yeah, he wasn't as quick as Brock Feeney, but ultimately, um, you know, Brock, who had just won the Super 2 championship, who had secured it there at Bathurst as well. Um, that was the final round of the Super 2 there. So he was double duties. Um, you know, they were in the top 10 towards the end of the race. And, and unfortunately, Brock was the one that made the mistake and hit the fence and uh, with 20 laps to go to DNF that car. So, you know, if Mur- I would imagine Murph would be aiming to do what Russell did, you know, be solid, keep yeah. it off the fence, you know, keep going round and round and round uh, and let Richie do the, the heavy lifting. Uh, and I think that would be a win for Russell. Yeah, I, look, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You just uh, got to keep moving through. Got to keep moving through and finish the race and just get it back in. One piece. It'll be interesting to see um, just whether or not, because uh, yeah, let's face it, it didn't really end great for for Russell Ingle and Brock Feeney. No. So no. here's the other thing, boys. Well, his bank um, account it, would have been a bit healthier. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's all Russell all, cares that's about. Really, I was going to say that's all the love muscle really cares about. Yeah. Um, let's be truthful, though. I'm going to be looking at the pit stops because Erebus are flat out doing their own pit stops, let alone for a third car. So. Mm. Controversial, I know, and Barry will be up me for that, but it's true. Accurate they make too as well. Many mistakes. It's accurate, and you know. Having when said you... that, though, we did point out last week that Winton, yes, um, they made that very bad mistake, uh, yes. and then the next day they were the fastest in pit lane. Uh, look, hundred so... percent. But one swallow doesn't make a summer, Steve. And at the end of the day, yep. they've been inconsistent throughout the whole year. They're either sensational or they're horrible. So mm. when you then go and – if you can't get your own house in order for the first two, go and add a third, I, it'll be really interesting to see how all call, that goes. Call them Ferrari. No, thanks. <laughs> call them Ferrari. <laughs> Especially well, not either, their strategy guy. sensational or they're horrible. One well, that's right. That's hey, right. <laughs> talk, talking about Murph and Stanima making their return to the track, there was another return to the track <laughs> that we saw on oh, the weekend. And we'll, mighty. And we will touch mighty. on that. Segment eight, here we come. We will touch. <laughs> We will touch on that. This is the point where everyone's gone to sleep. Well, we're going to touch on that next. Right Johnson here. gets the front one. I get to say, hey, right, eh? we, 
It's it's called bookending. You start yeah. with the good, you start with the sure. good, and end with the good yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, we're back with more right after this on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota for over forty years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over forty years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's great to have your company on the driver's seat. Thanks for joining us. And here's a text from Jeff from Hamilton Hill. Uh, good on you, Matthew, for sticking it out tonight, even though you're a crook. Cheers, mate. <laughs> you're a legend. Good on you, Jeffrey. Yes, good on you, Jeffrey. I'm crook, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it to my uh, advantage because after we're finished here, Nimsy and I are going to sit down and I'm going to record uh, about three and a half hours of Nick Scarly furniture ads. <laughs> Nick Scarly on, on sale now. <laughs> um, Nick Scarly. Now, now yes. we, need to get, we need to get to uh, something... Aside from that, uh, now we had, you might have seen on our socials over the weekend, <laughs> our very own Matty McKeldin made his return to the racetrack at Morgan Park on the weekend. And I can tell you right now, they came out in droves to see those famous Kubota racing colours and that dashing number 99, the world's famous 99, on the back of the side of a Mazda MX-5. How'd it go, Matty? Uh, well, you won't be able to use the McKeldin into the wall soundbite, which was good. Uh, <laughs> and I must say, that, that's a good thing. I must say. It's good seeing the, the number 99 back on the car, though. It was good. Yeah, well, that it was always number 99 back on the, the track. Yeah. Well, who else is the famous 99, Stevie J? I couldn't. Well, there's plenty. I saw that. Who else is famous? Well, anyway, F1. F1. Uh, F1. Anyway. So you, you got, you got, uh, Antonio Giovinazzi in F1. Who oh, was in F1? the Italian Jesus. A- Adrian Sutul. He was Force India, number 99. Good. Uh, who else would you? Uh, NASCAR, you'd have Daniel Suarez, number 99. Uh, Danny. You had, um, uh, who else? Carlos Edwards. Uh, who? Carlos Edwards. Carl Edwards, I reckon. Carl Edwards. Yeah, Carl Edwards, yeah, number 99. Yeah, yeah. Um, in supercars, you've got Brody Kostecki. There you go. Big, number 99. Wow. Mate, you are um, a font. You are right. a font of well, uh, uh, no, no, One no, of the no, most no, famous no, ones. No, one of the most famous oh. ones. Sorry, Nimsy. Yes. MotoGP. Jorge Lorenzo. There you go. Okay. Yeah, or George Lorenzo. <laughs> now, now, okay, we can what? go through as many 99 as no, well. One, one more. There's one more. There's one more. That I wanna, it's IndyCar. You know about IndyCar? Oh, yeah. The late Greg Moore was number 99. Oh, yes. Right. The now, uh, player special. Now, now that we've gone through every Sorry. single uh, person, yes. let's talk about the 99 <laughs> that was at Morgan Park. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good, mate. Look, it was... Um, you know, we, we had we had some real uh, – we, we ran it right down to the wire to get the car ready. We had a gearbox installed by Stevie J the, the day he flew off to uh, go Benny, to City Motorsport Park. And Benny, Park, and Benny Leeds. Team yeah. Johnson, yep. Team Johnson came to the floor on that one. Uh, took it up. And to be quite frank oh, – The big uh, man, Brad, I was there first thing in the morning, wasn't I, Matty? Getting oh, it ready mate, for you? I was still asleep when you were putting uh, gearbox <laughs> oil in. So good gearbox for you. Well in, done. Yep. Appreciate that, mate. No um, and my And my engineer for the weekend, Brad Weldon, Big Bradley – or B-Rattle, as we call him, we really didn't do much. We uh, we put a bit of fuel in. We put a bit of uh, tyre pressure in. I rang the great man down at SMP and said, hey, the car's doing this. What should I do? Stevie J gave me some pearls of wisdom. Listen up, boy. I'm giving you pearls. We did that. We slapped it on the bum and we sent it. And uh, fourth for the weekend, no crash damage. Boom. Brilliant. Now I just need more grunt so I can come up the grid. There you Mm. go. So good to see it back. And as you saw, Matty, I don't think I need to tell you, but there was a lot of people that were very, very happy to see you back on track. I was chuffed. Thanks, folks. So well done, mate. Absolutely.
But um, that, wrap, that wraps up another big edition of The Driver's Seat. A big thank you to Josh Buckin for joining us. A big thank you to Alex in Sydney for hooking this all up as well, too. So yep. we will catch you same time next week. Actually, no, we'll catch you next Tuesday on The Driver's Tuesday, Seat. Tuesday, yes. That's right. I'm going to bed. Because it's State oh, of Origin. Folks. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.